That's well. This is Caribbean Power Lunch, where we feature Black-owned businesses. I am your host, Kevin Valley, and joining me today, we have Celine. Hello, again. <laughs> <laughs> today, we are talking to the husband and wife team, bringing new flair to an old concept. The team of Barter Plus, we have Mr. Dunstan Lodge Jr. and his lovely wife, Joanne. Joanne. Joanne Lodge. Lodge. How are you all doing? Excellent. Yes, very good. Happy to be here. Thank you for having us. Well, yeah, but we've been trying to set up this meeting for months now. Yes. <laughs> it's been a while. Somebody has been too busy. Busier than celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Nothing out of its time. That's right. God is never late. All right. So, Barter Plus. Just kind of give us a brief idea. Two sentences on what are we talking about today. So, Barter Plus is a reciprocal trading company. Reciprocal trading. Reciprocal trading in that everyone within the platform has something, a good or a service to sell, but they would also have specific needs, generally to do with either personal needs or to do with needs of their business, peripheral expenses of their business. So we provide a platform for professionals and businesses to convert spare capacity into purchasing power. Spare capacity, kind of, kind of explain that a little bit. Right. So spare capacity will occur anytime a business can accept new customers without increasing their existing costs, such as staffing, space, rent, consumables. It means that they have spare capacity. Okay. Yeah? It shows itself, it, it, it um, arises or presents as empty dental stations, empty restaurant seats, empty hotel rooms, unused stock, unsold stock, or available billable hours. So this concept applies to goods for sale as well? Goods for sale as well. Okay. A good example that has, we'll kind of give you a, a, a bit of a reference is empty airline seats. Every day around the world, you have six to 700,000 empty airline seats. That is spare capacity. But spare capacity is also a perishable value because when the end of the day comes, those seats or the, uh, the ability, the opportunity to capitalize on those seats, to turn it into cash, goes away. And you have to deal with it the next day. Right. So it's almost like an like a opportunity cost, opportunity lost. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's a wasting resource. It perishes every day. So the Barter platform offers the opportunity for businesses, professionals and businesses, to convert that spare um, that is wasting capacity into value in the form of trade dollars, and the value as trade dollars can then be spent within a closed system of fellow traders to buy the things that they need for their business. Two things apply. One is that that is intended or not intended to replace existing cash business. Okay. You've already maxed out your cash business, but you still have an empty dental station. You still have empty hotel rooms, and it just sits there. Now, your options are do nothing, ignore it, and let it die every day, at least every day, or seek an opportunity to convert it into value. This is that opportunity. And it's not just a local opportunity. It is, in fact, an international opportunity. So you mean I give that picture a 10 out of 10? I think so. <laughs> what a pitch that was, eh? <laughs> All right, so let's backtrack a little bit. Yeah. All right, so, Dunstan, you have been in the insurance industry for something, for over a decade, at the senior level. Your wife, Joanne, been a management consultant for over 15 years. Yeah, since 
2001. Prior to that, I worked at Kariri and then National Gas Company doing financial analysis and modeling for gas-based projects, market research as well for those um, gas-based projects, and then made a decision that I was going to move out on my own, took a very big risk, and started doing management consulting, market research, and strategic planning, and ended up mostly doing business events, conferences, seminars, workshops, etc. And done so your your insurance career? I have been <laughs> an insurance person man, insurance for, person for, man. For, for, for well well over one decade, closer to three decades. <laughs> yeah, it was my first job. You look like a young guy, and, and it was my last job. Uh, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> First job and my last job. And I would have been mainly on the general insurance side. My last job would have been as a vice president of a local insurance, general insurance company. Okay. So I would have um, left that job in March of last year when we decided that we needed to ensure that our regrets and our lives lived did not include not pursuing this particular dream. What's interesting is that entrepreneurship is a is the sexy thing right now, right? <laughs> well, and we found we found the idea. It's been it's sexy since, since two thousand and seven. Yeah. We came across the idea, and it has been with us, coming and going, getting excited about it, but then putting it off for various reasons. Wow! So eleven to years to ago, we had this idea. Mm-hmm. Two thousand seven. Continue to do research on it, getting more information on the extent to which it exists in the world and the potential and whether it will work in Trinidad and Tobago. And then last year we say it's now or never. Well, I think think what we were doing in the meantime was simply paying our bills. We have two beautiful children. We have a granddaughter as well. Congratulations. um, Thank you. And um, there are bills to pay associated with education and other costs. Corporate life certainly facilitated that. I um, wrong with that. Greatly, yeah. So that is, um, you know, pretty much under control. And we decided that whilst we are still of an age, <laughs> that we will, <laughs> that we will take take the risk, take the plunge again. And it's not the first time we've actually had a car rental business before. When I left corporate life and had a car rental business, you I'm left not... corporate life before. Yes, I left corporate life in nineteen. 95 and went off on uh, my own for 12 years. Um, tried my hand at various businesses. Learned a lot. Had a car rental company. <laughs> um, worked as a project manager for a market research company. Did risk assessments for various insurance companies and brokers. A bit of all sorts of things. Qualified as a loss adjuster. Insurance loss adjuster for motor and property along the way. And then decided to Let's go back where the pay was steady so we could take care of some of those bills that we spoke about. Right, right. Yeah. So how was that decision, that transition from corporate life and you know you have these big bills to pay because education is not cheap and gates are all paid. <laughs> so how was that decision? I mean, especially going into a business like Barter Plus where we know it's not something that is it's growing. Yeah. It's something that is now being introduced to Trinidad, more or less. Yes, yes. it is. Right? Yes, it, so, is. it is the first, it's first platform. It's the first bar exchange in Trinidad and Tobago, yes. So in terms of that decision to 
take that leap of faith? It's a leap of faith. Um, yeah. Given that we were in business prior, and as I said before, we learned a lot, we came into this decision a little more prepared, a little more experienced. The idea, because it was new, we thought that, yes, it may be difficult to roll out, but we, we believe so much in the concept that we thought that it will catch on. We prepared financially for it. Very important. Very important. Mm-hmm. Um, so by no means don't think that you start today and it's windfall the next. You have to be financially prepared. And you have to have faith in yourself and confidence in yourself and belief in your idea. And those are the things that will help you to sell the concept. And a lot of praise. <laughs> oh, well... <laughs> I should say that first. Um, one of the things I always tell people who started off in business, when I started in 2001, and I went off on my own in 2001, I think I prayed the most during that time because you don't have a company to fall back on and say, well, okay, they'll pay my salary next month. You must get up. And find the business and deliver what you say you're going to deliver. In times when there's uncertainty, and I take this quotation from um, an executive that I met during my journey, make uncertainty your friend. Because if uncertainty Mm -hmm. is not your friend, it will be an enemy that's walking with you all the time. So you must make uncertainty your friend. And... Begin to have confidence and have faith. So how do you how do you make it your friend? How do you lean into that uncertainty? That also takes some experience and some learning. It cannot become your friend overnight. There would be a lot of life experiences that you would have gone through and things that you never believed would have happened, but they did. And you listen to those messages and you learn from those lessons and you try to understand why things worked out the way it did. I remember a particular instance. I was doing a conference and it turned out that the first payment for the consultancy would not come until after the conference started. So I had to find the funds to make the down payments on all the services and so everything. And I did indeed pull out all the stops. Dunstan pulled out all the stops. And during the days that led up to finally someone saying, yes, they will give us the funds, it was a walk in faith. (laughs) So it turned out all right. It turned out great. The client loved the organization and everything. The money came in time. And the lesson there is what is for you is for you. And if you deal with your clients in good faith and your suppliers in good faith, and if you have good relationships with people, those things do come to pass. And that's how confidence builds. And as you build relationships, business relationships, you understand how things work. You understand what what people look for in a relationship. You try to provide it as best you can according to your values and principles. And as time goes on and as experiences racked up, uncertainty becomes your friend. <laughs> All right. You take a drink for uncertainty right now. <laughs> but it's not, it's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy. 
my, my version of that would be that if you want to have a life where you are learning and growing and becoming better and better for the benefit, not just of yourself, but of your friends, your family, your wider community, you have to risk something every day. Because if you risk nothing, then you risk everything. When you think about it, these can either be good days or bad days. And we focus on the number of bad days. When you think about it, life really runs pretty much 99% accurately. Because we are here now, all of us, I'm sure we've had challenges in our lives. But we're still here. Most of the things that we think will happen and that we distress ourselves about, they actually never do happen. I remember reading a book once many years ago called The Road Less Traveled by Scott Peck. And the first line said, life is difficult, full stop. Which means that if you accept that life is difficult, and you know life is not picking on you, but it's picking on everyone, <laughs> you won't take it personally, and you'd get ahead with life. Right? Yeah? How did you adopt those principles into launching Barter Plus after 11 years? I guess as you search, we, we are searching for a better and better life. In particular, we're searching for, for freedom, freedom of, of time, control of our own time, which is facilitated by freedom of money, which allows you to then have some time to spend the way you want to spend it. Freedom of relationships we want, including relationships um, with respect to customers, choosing who your customers, who our customers are, because many times we have customers that we don't even like, but we keep them because we make good money off of them. Right? We would no, it's prefer, true, it's true. We would, yeah, we would prefer to have customers that we, yes. that we like, but you have to, you have to be, um, in a position to actually have the, the choice. Yeah. yeah. And of course, freedom of purpose. Right? And for us, what we like about this particular business is that it's a value added business. Every time a transaction takes place, real value exchanges. There's no smoke and mirrors in this. It's, real value. it's not speculative. It's real value exchanging hands. And real cash is not being spent that is going to somebody's bottom line. Business relationships as well, because yes. you have people trading in what they do, the services and that kind of thing. Yeah. You have where people could develop their relationships going forward from there. But um, what I wanted to ask before we get into the meet up in marketing, in terms of bottom line, because I know bartering is something that's the first thing you learned in economics, right? That's right. So <laughs> it's almost as old as the other profession. Exactly. <laughs> right. So you know, people ask, "Where in the world did you get this idea?" I'm literally asking you, "Where in the world did you get this?" But idea? I love it, you know. <laughs> because no, it's, not, it. it's not something that you hear about in Trinidad. And people are trading I, I on all that. kinds of other platforms yeah. now. You have this whole forex thing. You yeah. have Bitcoin, mm-hmm. all these other um, yeah. forms. So why bottom? So I stumbled on this idea whilst reading a book back in 2007. The book was written by a guy called Jay Abraham. Google him. He's one of those business guru types. In the search for learning and growth and better mental development, I, in fact, stumbled on him um, a couple of years before I eventually bought the book. And in the book, he was simply saying that you have all that you need to have to make a better life for yourself. All the tools you already need. All the tools you already need. By trying this type of activity or that type of activity. The book had a a strong um, marketing bias because a lot of what he does is teach people how to market their services better. And towards the end of the book, 
he brought up the idea of bartagging, which people are doing all the time. Yeah. Right. But in that book is where I found out that barter was actually taking place in a modern way, as opposed to original barter. Now with original barter, original barter is a one-to-one trade. Right. So I have a, a small goat and you have bushels of corn. And we agree how much corn can you get for this size goat. Right. If it's a bigger goat, it's more corn. If it's a smaller goat, it's right. less corn. Meat for corn, one-to-one. Now, that is restrictive in that you have to have an equivalency in value exactly. to exchange. Modern barter, on the other hand, allows for what you call triangulated yes. bartering. So you create us an, a system, essentially an accounting system. It's like a banking system. Everybody become, they become member and they begin with a zero account balance. And as they sell, the account is credited. As they buy, the account is debited. But what it allows you to do is the person who has the good and sell it to the person who has the corn, collect his three dollars, which is the unit, is the equivalent of one to one, wherever the currency is in the world. So in this case, it's one TT dollar to one three dollar in terms of retail value. And he can turn around and of the money that he spent, let's say a thousand dollars in corn that he sold or, or the goat, he can then spend three hundred dollars at the dentist, or he can pay his yard man three hundred dollars to do his monthly yard maintenance, or he can pay the air conditioned guy. So it allows you, it frees you from the one-to-one relationship. Yeah. So it's something like the, a like a point system. Points in terms of three dollars. Yes. Yes. The, the only difference is with the point system, you spend a certain amount, like a credit card, and you get a certain amount of points. In this system, one TT dollar is equivalent to one trade dollar. So the value is like is right. like that. Okay. So and the, the unit credited is the full unit. It's not a percentage of. It's not like a point where you get one percent in points of your actual trade. Okay, so I think I understand it conceptually, but how do we start though, in terms of the first transaction? If you now join the platform, you know, and you have zero points, and, and yeah. Joanna zero Great points, Selena zero points, how are they paying for my service? What points do they have to pay for my service? With all trade, I mean, the system understands, the concept understands that there will be timing differences in when trades take place. So one example is, um, let's say over a particular month, you want to buy an item, say at the 5th of the month, but you have something to sell that will only go through probably the 20th of the month. That's a timing difference of when the two trades will take place. So, But you're ready to buy earlier. So what the system allows is that we give a trading allowance allowance where we allow you to purchase even though you don't have dollars yet because we know that shortly thereafter you will be selling an item and that will make good the difference. So it's a timing difference that we accommodate. And just similarly, when you're just starting and you have no trade dollars, you are coming onto the exchange to buy and sell. It's just at this time you're buying first before you're starting with no trade dollars. So we give you a trade allowance and you do your trade. And as time goes on, you would sell something and then you would Make good that deficit for whatever yeah. better. The account goes into debit. It goes into debit. It's a simple debit credit arrangement. The account goes into debit at that point. But generally speaking, how it's run, that will occur for the first trade. 
and then you will sell and you will recover the rebound. What it may also happen for is if there's a particular large trade that you want of let's say $15,000 and your account only has $10,000, then we can, the facility can also, the trading allowance can also be made available. But that is based on your history of trading. The whole idea behind it is that anyone who becomes a member of the Barter Exchange, you're coming to buy and sell. So it makes no sense, for example, coming and only selling, then you'll have a large sum of trade units that will never be used. That's of no value to you. To anyone. So the whole idea is that you are here to buy and sell on trade exchange, and ideally you want your account to be bordering close to zero most of the time. Most of the, time yes. the value you get is how quickly you are able to convert whatever you sell on the exchange into something that you need. And the shorter you have that as a time frame, that's where the value is. Now, you can choose, of course, that if there is an item yeah. that you want to purchase um, a year, two years down the road, and you wish to build up your points, you are allowed to do that. That's your choice. And you have control over how you rack up your, your butter dollars and how you spend them. But um, Ideally, you're trying to have a zero balance as much as possible. So as you as you sell items, you try to convert that into value so that you can grow your business and you can conserve your cash. Can I just add something to that? It is, in fact, an economy. Yeah? Yeah. So it's run like an economy where the amount of, quote-unquote, value or cash in the system must turn around a number of times like the national economy, to make the system viable. So you find that for this particular system, the international standard is that the trade volume in terms of trade dollars, trade units, credits, whatever it's called, you would have to turn that over a minimum of 2.5 to 3 times annually for the system to be a healthy system. People must be buying and selling. And as Joanne said, you can also save up if you want to travel or whatever, you can also save up for that. And our role as the um, managers of the trade exchange, is to help you use your trade dollars so that you can get value, so that you can achieve the goals of your business. And that's another reason why Dunstan and I liked this particular business idea. Both of us have in common that we, we like helping people, but it's not easy to convert that into a salary that will pay bills. I mean, you can help people, yes, but how do you get paid to help people? Too good and money will follow. <laughs> so, okay, I have a question. That's a hobby. If you have two suppliers of air-conditioned services, that right. seems to be a hobby of a lot. Yeah, that's right. What we do, yeah. So we have A and B, mm-hmm. and uh, one is actually giving you a better service. Now, no, we're not even talking about the trade dollars, yes, because people mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. look at the experience that they get Correct. Yes. from so, a trade. Certainly. So if it is that... I prefer A over B, or more people prefer A over mm-hmm. B, and B is just not getting any business at all. How do you manage that? Or you, do you carefully select the people that are within the system? Yes, of course. We do some due, screening process. Yeah, we do some due okay, diligence yeah. of the persons that come as members. We prefer if they are referred by existing members of the exchange, mm-hmm. because anybody who is in the exchange wants people like them on the exchange to trade with. So they will always refer good people. So we do some due diligence, of course, and 
we also let members know what are the expectations in terms of delivery or service quality, be on time, be honest, and things like that. There are some values that we instill. There's a code of ethics that the trade exchange operates under. And as trade broker, we would help a business that is not doing enough sales, give them some guidance, suggest what you should do, probably you should uh, get some advice or mentorship or whatever you could do. And it is our hope that they will continue to grow once there's opportunity in the exchange for them to grow. And we will offer them possible traits that they can do. So if, for example, you're not getting any business because they are promoting themselves not enough, we promote them on the exchange to the other members and say, well, this particular person offers a service and these, this is their track record, give them a try, prices are reasonable, etc. There's the other side of it, though, in that a particular member may not be getting business because they ended up not providing a proper service. And we guarantee that there is a clause in the membership agreement that if you're not coming up to the standards of operation and, and, and ethics and etc., we can ask you quite nicely. With credits. There are mechanisms oh. to exit the okay. trade exchange yeah. if you are in credit or if you're in yeah. debit. And we exercise well thought out. <laughs> yes. Yes, if, you are, if you have yes. credits, you can yes. you can spend your credits out and leave with zero. And you can extend this system overseas. It's already extended overseas. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I see that you're acting as regulator, manager, mm-hmm. everything, right? Giving these guys individualized attention. Coaching as much as possible, yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you scale and when you start to get more and more users on board, how do you keep monitoring? Okay, I, this person's not doing that much and all of that. There are trade brokers that we will eventually hire because, of course, we can't be told our own. Yeah. So we will hire persons who will be able to be your trade broker. There's a ratio in the industry of members to trade brokers. Mm-hmm. So we would maintain staffing according to that. There is a certification that's offered by the Oval Association of Reciprocal Trade. That's ERTA. I love how everybody has a certification. Yeah, yeah it's, called a, it's called the Certified Trade Broker Designation. Okay. Right. That's offered by the International Reciprocal Trade that, Association. That offers training yeah. in being an excellent trade broker. On an exchange, it takes a customer yeah. service for and matching, needs, and matching yeah. needs. How do you get that velocity of circulation and the economy of the exchange reaching the standard? So that training is available. So you guys so looking to do that training? Absolutely. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, yes. In the works. Because we, we want to ensure that the level of service provided to the customers is excellent. So it means that people must, when they reach out to us, we must be there. And preferably, when things are happening, we must be the first to call them. So when they have a need and they send it to us via email, telephone, voicemail, or WhatsApp, whatever, we must be able to respond in a timely manner. We must be able to respond accurately. And we must be able to be the ones who always communicating with our customers. And I'll that's the role you, of the trade broker. I'll give you a joke. One of our... Um, Prospects who was interested in the exchange sent an email to us and we responded in a timely manner. And when we met with him, he said, uh, 
Well, I see the system is working well because your auto reply was in time. I said, oh no, that was not an auto reply. (laughs) (laughs) Every reply we do, we try to be timely and we try to customize it as well to meet the needs of the prospect. Because you will learn fast enough that each member, each prospect is different. different. There are different needs. They understand the concept differently. Some have some misconceptions which you must educate them out of. So, auto-reply is great, but we do have to customize some of our responses to our prospects and our members. So, maintaining that standard is critical. And as the membership grows, then we will put in those ratios in place so that members get the level of service in a timely manner and a quality that they need. Not compromising in that respect. It's our hope as well that as we help our members, they become experts themselves. And That's the whole point. They might need us. We educate so. them and then they begin because the system facilitates automatic authorization of trades. And how is it a little curve though? Currently, fairly simple yeah, because we've simple. had people doing it. Um, Jamila was able to do hers online easily enough. Shout out to Jamila Bannister. Episode 7 podcast will. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> who, is, who is a founding member yeah. of, 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 of Bada Plus. She's a founding member. She's a founding yeah, member of Bada Plus. Absolutely. Yeah. When I told her I knew everything, Jamila. He's a founding yes. member of Bada Plus <laughs> and, and, and one of our consultants. So oh, Okay. And there's more work for our head. Yeah. So <laughs> how do you, you see Bada Plus helping out the economy right now in terms of the lack of foreign currency mm-hmm. and uh, well, the availability of foreign currency. Right. Well, with that particular characteristic, as Danson and I got to know this business more and more and we got to understand it more and more, we said to ourselves, but wait, this thing addressing the foreign exchange problem in Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> so, extent, yeah. we being as cautious as we are and conservative, we never put this as an early benefit of the exchange. But before you know it, prospects and members discover that it is addressing the foreign exchange problems. And I will tell you how. Our exchange is a member of ERTA, which is the International Reciprocal Trade Association. It's a global association with membership of exchanges throughout the globe. ERTA owns and manages a clearinghouse that's called universal currency. Universal currency. Yeah. And what that clearinghouse does, it facilitates trades between different countries with different currencies. So you have trade dollars in TT dollars, TT equivalent, and you'd like to go to Florida on a vacation where the, the prices of the hotels are in US dollars. We can facilitate that trade for you because we are a member of UTA and we have the universal currency account and facilitated trade for you through that clearinghouse. And that clearinghouse has established exchange rates as it exists globally, just as your credit card. So they're using market exchange rates. Right. So that's as you right. can swipe your credit card, credit card and pay, pay for a, a hotel in New York. Yes. It's a similar concept. So if I do enough consulting, mm-hmm. I could go and stay in the Hyatt in Amsterdam. If, Absolutely. If the Hyatt is on a trade exchange in, in the area. The area. Yeah. Oh, so that's the chance. So, so you need to onboard all of these yeah. guys. You need so. to be a member of an exchange yeah. to do that trade. So if Hyatt in Amsterdam 
is on a, a trade exchange and that person is a member of ETA, then we do the, the trade through so, your personal oh, currency. Oh, is, what is my and you don't have to go to the bank and ask for... For an exchange. For an exchange to pay for your hotel bill. And you get $50 a week. <laughs> and you get $50 a week. So, how is membership looking right now? How is membership adoption looking right now? Right. So, we started in December. December. Very slowly. Very slowly. We wish to build membership organically. And that, as far as possible, we want the members that we have to give us referrals so that we can grow the membership through trustworthy known businesses. True customer and advocacy. advocacy. <laughs> yeah, we have less than 20 members right now. That's um, good. Because, yeah. I mean, it's only three months in, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We actually started, we, we started getting members on board in January. Yeah. And again, we are deliberate in not just putting it out there and getting anybody walking through the door. Exactly. So all the members we have, in fact, we got, what, three members within the last couple of days. Yeah. In last week or now, all off of advocates of other members. Okay. It is our intention. Once we maybe double that, then we are going to take this thing public. So we've had a soft launch. We're growing organically. And then we will have a public launch, at which time we will have a business that is up, running, trading, something specific and definite to tell the public about as this thing from going public now. So we're just kind of taking the time a little bit. You have specific targets in terms of the types of people who Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, we do. In the first instance, it would be businesses that people use in their daily lives. So it's food, restaurants, people, people must, must eat. It would be things like taking care of your yard, all the construction trades, the repair trades, the maintenance of your building. So that's electrics, plumbing, air conditioning services, now on board, we have a couple of meat shops, a couple of construction type guys. We have a branding and marketing expert. <laughs> Jamila! <laughs> <laughs> like yourself. We have, we have a couple of accountants. We've just onboarded an organizational development consultant, another accountant. And we are... So some uh, DJ... Yes. CB. So Audio. That's right. Audio, um, DJ uh, Services. Boutique, high fashion boutique, high fashion. Nice. So then you're working on like the makeup artists and stuff. Yes, that's exactly that's exactly what she does. She's I should give you my barber's number. I should. She does. We have a we have a barber who is videotaping. We have a barber. We have videography. Yes, we have a barber who is in the pipeline. We have a couple of dentists in the pipeline. We are on the lookout for eye suppliers for optometrists. I. Right. I other people, because when business people earn their income, they many times have to spend it on personal services. Yes. Right, and yeah. you guys get a fee. I mean, I don't think we mentioned it that yes, but how you all make money from yeah, it? Yeah, we, we have bills to pay as well. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a business. It's a business. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I know you and, like to do good. And unfortunately, <laughs> you can't pay the board of inland revenue in butter dollars as yet. Mm-hmm. So we have to generate mm-hmm. cash, and that's but we need to onboard them. Yeah, actually. You need to onboard the BIR? Yeah, actually. Um, Let me go on up. I'll help you onboard the BIR. Yeah. <laughs> because at some, at, some, at some point, what you say, at some point along the way, um, Kevin, at some point along the way, the entire world is going cashless. It's right. a direction that will not be reversed. You may have heard recently that Sweden 
by and large, is a cashless society. In many parts of Sweden, you go, there are no ATMs. There's no need. Everything is done electronically via some form of credit. Yeah? Even buying a cup of coffee. Even buying everything, everything is, 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 yeah. is done, right? So eventually, the various BIRs of the world, yes, the taxation state enterprises, the taxation authorities, will have to get with the program because yeah. governments and nation states are going to become more and more cashless. Yeah? Mobile banking has, is taken over. There's a large number of the unbanked in, yes, especially the, in, in the world, in the Caribbean, yeah. um, in Africa, in India. Africa is leading the way. Everybody has a cell phone and nobody walks around with money. Mobile pay. Yeah. All right? Really? Kenya in particular yes. is leading the world. And there's a, there's if, there's, a if there are 5 million people in Kenya, there are 50 million phones. There's and a store, I believe, in the United States where there's an app. Once you enter the store and you have the app, you go and you select the items in the store. And once you have agreed that you will buy those items, you take them up into your cart and you leave. There's no cashier, but the app records what you buy and your bank account is different. So that's where we are. And that's where the world is and it's not going to be reversed. So you're right when you said, we lead you to help us sign up BIR. Yes, because yes, at yes, some yes. point or the other, they so, are going to have to, to, to come to, so to come we the earn, program of how we earn money cashless that- trade. We, we charge a small transaction fee. I put this on small. <laughs> For each transaction that takes place. And that's paid in cash. And that's how we earn money to pay. When we hire trade brokers, we'll be able to pay them salaries. We'll be able to continue to run our software. Yeah. And if we need to rent, we pay rent unless we can get it by barter. That would be nice. Be good thing. Yeah, it would be wonderful. And there are there are barter exchanges in the United States that where members purchase land Real estate, yeah. using barter dollars. Why isn't this more known? One of the reasons could be that for any business that has a barter account, you would find that their turnover in terms of barter dollars is less than 20% of total revenue. Businesses still run on cash. Cash is king still. So and I understand they, they that. They cap so. off their growth using barter tree. But okay, I see barter as a supplement mm-hmm. yes. to, to cash. You know, it helps you save cash. And it's everything. a top up, yeah. And yes. you know, like, like you saying, goes money saved is money earned. You get new customers on the trade exchange so that you can grow your business as well. That could be one reason why it's not as well, no, yeah. Just a quick back tack to the to the fee that we charge. The small fee. The small fee. fee. <laughs> um, fee. So the fee the fee is recovered immediately you trade every time. Because the cash that you conserve that you don't spend goes straight to your bottom line. And it is many, many multiples of the fee that we charge. So the system throws up that fee and the system, we also collect a sign-up fee, and we will collect a renewal. Oh, so there's a sign-up fee as well? There's a sign-up fee as well. Okay, because I wanted to so, kind of like go back to this. Yeah. Yes, that, that's why I said let's get back to the fees. Yeah, because um, when you mentioned that even when you start up, even at you, you will not necessarily have any trade dollars on the system as yet, that you will allow them to trade up to a certain extent. Yeah, we give them a trade my, allowance. My initial thought was, what about the risk of fraud where something might say, all right, let me sign up, try this out. 
and gone? Like, what's the recourse there? How do you, how do you mitigate that? How do you guard against that? Well, like with all businesses, there are risks. Fortunately, in this particular business, the experience internationally of that type of behavior is almost non-existent. Yeah. Yeah, because people coming into the system are generally recommended to come into the system or they are vetted. So it's not like walking down the street and signing up the first five business people that you meet. Yeah, and we were chatting with another trade exchange owner and they showed us their mediation and arbitration procedure. And it was quite voluminous and quite late. So I said, wow, you all must have a lot of problems to have such a detailed, drawn-out arbitration process. And his answer is no. He says it's never been used. And but you just cover your bases. Yes, well, so well, it's, 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 yes. con- it's a business contract. Yes. It's a business yes. contract. So all the essentials must be within the contract. But they never had the need to enter into that arbitration process okay. because, um, one, you start with persons who are motivated and, yeah. and, and who wish to... So they benefit from it. They so, benefit yeah. from it. They understand that if you want to succeed, then you must be ethical. Even if there's a disagreement, the trade exchange owner is there to find out the details of what happened and, and then we can resolve it between parties. In addition, they also maintain an account within the exchange. Is a house account within the exchange with trade dollars in it. So if we have an instance of that taking place, we would use our account to perform a balancing role. If it comes to that. If it, yeah, if it comes to that. Yeah. We've had our contract vetted by an attorney to make sure that it meets all the relevant aspects of local legislation. And also we've got advice on, on compliance to make sure right. that um, as we set up this exchange and the process of what you're doing, are we doing all the things to be compliant with the laws of Trinidad and Tobago? Right. So we've gotten advice on that and uh, we've taken on all recommendations. So, Are you guys a technology company or are you a, a financial services company? We are a recorder of trades. <laughs> We're a facilitator, a facilitator of transactions. Of transactions. Of transactions. Yeah. Um, that's specifically what the company does. So, for instance, reciprocal trade of barter has been accepted internationally as a viable alternative to commerce, other forms of commerce. So people trade in one of three ways, via cash, via credit, or via barter. Or Bitcoin. Shall we say four ways now? Or crypto, because that is in fact the reality. Yeah. 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 yeah, that is in fact the reality. Yeah? So, in the same way as from an accounting standpoint and from a taxation standpoint, you deal with cash in a particular way, you deal with credit in a particular way, barter is just another means of generating income. So a company involved in barter will then pass to their accountants their turnover from cash, their turnover from credit, and their turnover from barter. And in the same way as they are accounting for the income to the extent that they spend monies within the barter system, that constitute allowable expenses for the taxman. They allow those things as well. So it cuts both ways. It works exactly like cash in that regard. It's not a way of short-circuiting or gaming anybody. It can be done. It's just another form of doing business. And it's not a mechanism to avoid paying taxes, either. Absolutely not. So um, you declare your revenues that you would 
have earned Vyabata, you declare your expenses that you would have purchased Vyabata, and you take that into consideration when you do it. Of course, your yes. call management system would, would have a nice yes. itemized our, statement. Our system month. is spit out, depending on the time frame that you choose, a summary of trades. How was the system to develop it? Because none of you are tech yeah. people. I was about to ask that. Is Our, there a specific software for yes, that? Yes, right? absolutely. Where? It's software as a service that is offered by a company out of Seattle, Washington. This company does specifically that and that alone. They are a vendor of software services okay. to partner companies. Which company is this? It's called Trade Studio. Trade Studio, Trade Studio yeah, of, Seattle, services to of Seattle, Washington. Yeah. And it's a fairly robust platform with a variety of reports that any financial institution would be, would be proud to have. <laughs> you know, very responsive, very in-depth. We send monthly statements to our clients. They can, of course, go online and they can check out on their mobile once we activated that. They can, they can check right there and they can see the immediate crediting or debiting of so their So the system account. is off the shelf. You, they don't, you don't need anybody to maintain the system. You don't need to hire any... Not locally. Not locally. We don't. Trade we, Studio does everything yeah, we, for we, us. We, we, we pay a fee to, to, to Trade Studio okay. and Trade Studio developed our website. We so provided the content and he developed and, the website. Okay, and you all have all ownership and authority over the data that's going Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Private and confidential. It is stored in the cloud. He has his own servers and that kind of stuff. He meets all the data security requirements, HTTP, SSL, all those. HTTPS, right. That's right. Okay. Um, all those things are met. It's um, real-time updating. Right. So if, for example, a member asks for a change in their member profile, once the change is done, it's real-time. So you can go and the change is yeah. there. Similarly, with all transactions, once you do a chance transaction is authorized, yeah. you see it appear in the statement yeah. seconds after. There's so no, bat, no batching, no lag. Okay, so this user interface is up and running right now. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 We have people we have, trading. Yeah, we have done trades. Oh, so the, uh, trades have been done? Trades yeah, have been we have done, done yes. trades. We're no longer pre-revenue. <laughs> Congratulations. What? We are. In three, in less than three months? We are revenue. Yeah, we're, huh? we're into revenue. We're into revenue. So, um, this podcast is currently pre-revenue. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all are the only providers of this service in Trinidad and Tobago as far as we are aware uh-huh. uh, we did our research there's no one else if there's someone underground doing it basically you're not a member of the International Reciprocal Trade okay. Association but is Would there you a way mean? you could pre- sorry no, I'm just saying if you really encourage <laughs> other people to jump on board to start up their own businesses, they may not call it Barter Plus, they would call it something else, yeah. but to encourage other people to do oh, it, absolutely. if that's the way no, to go. Abs- absolutely, bartering is, is the way to go. Yeah. Bartering is the way to but go. But in terms of owning that local arm of it, that's what I meant. There's oh, no, no exclusivity. No, no, okay. no, no, there's no exclusivity. Anybody could start one. We are a member of ULTA because we sought to go to the, the highest governing body right. and become a member of that organization. Urta doesn't dole out Exclusive. zones. There's no exclusivity. So if someone has wanted to start another reciprocal trading company in TNT, by all means, get it. But Joanne, you said you do corporate events and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, would a trade exhibition help propel part of us? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. it would. One of the things that trade exchanges do globally is that they host expos. Mm-hmm. 
for their members, especially to some large exchange with thousands of members. They would host an expo and have their members come and show their goods, just like take, for example, trade and investment. And the public, yeah. yeah. And what that helps do is cause members to learn who the other members are. You get a face-to-face interaction with your member because, I mean... The world is uh, technology and internet and all of that, but it really helps when you meet somebody in real face-to-face and see, well, hey, this is the person I was trading with all, all along, or this is the person I'm thinking of doing business with. So, yes, that does occur. Of course, out in time, that's something that we plan to do in terms of raising the profile. We have already had members or members meeting with our members where once we signed up a few of them, we hosted a meeting so that they could come to meet right. one another and get to know In fact, each we have, other. We have another one next week. Yes, and we have another one next week. Because it is a collaborative community, yeah? Yeah. You want people as much as possible knowing who each other, who they are. And also, one of the great benefits in a community like this is when they meet, they help each other in ways that go beyond the training. So you have people who some of them would be startups or close to startup. Some of them would be early stage in terms of their development, two, three years, and some maybe 10 or 15 years in business. So you have that coming together and that sharing of ideas, which we observed at our first yeah. members meeting. It was, it was wonderful to see um, a young meetup owner talking with an established accountant. They were sharing ideas like crazy, you know, and I, Took a picture and I said, whoa, in fact, it's on our, that meeting is on, our, is on our website. Excellent. That's yeah. in addition to the value that they receive trading right. that puts cash to their bottom line and converts their capacity into value. That's in addition to the sharing of the community to help and support each other to grow our businesses. That's another thing we hope to do oftentimes as the exchange grows. We want to host training sessions for members, for whatever aspects of business that they need, mentoring or some technical advice on, so that as they grow in their business, that's what the plus in Butter Plus is. Yes, you butter, Ah, but we have a plus where we do those things. That's the plus. And the more that they learn, we would hope that the better they grow as businesses, and of course they will use the Butter Exchange more. And you both have a very nurturing personality. Oh gosh, I hope so. Is that so, so? Yes, yes. Even before I met Joanne, I knew you before Dunstan, and yes, I always got that for you. So yeah. I think it's it's very good. Yeah. The plus part of the plus, uh, it's, it's an important part. Business, yeah. An important part of what we're doing. One of the attractive things about the Barter Exchange is the extent to which the trade broker must help the members. Mm-hmm. Especially when you, you now come onto the exchange, it's sort of feeling your way around and whatnot. And we are there to help you yeah, find your way around, help you to trade, yeah. help you to understand anything you don't yeah. understand. And as we say, as it grows, if we can bring people in to have these little training sessions and mentorship programs to help our members, then that's purpose be an address right there for us. Because starting our business... Ain't no better losing. Especially true, that's a Starting and surviving in business. Yeah, yeah. Over that critical start. three to five year period. My final question is 
How is it working as a husband and wife duo? You working? It seems to be working well. Huh? I mean, I finish each other's sentences. Yeah. <laughs> I will allow John to answer. That. Of course. What a gentleman. That's not that stutter. <laughs> Don't let them fool you. <laughs> but it certainly helps in having 53 years of marriage behind us. Congratulations. I don't think there's much of a difference. Yes, we married. Yes, we know another 33 years. And there is difficulty still in our relationship. I'll, I'll fool anybody. But with any business partner that you're working with, that's a marriage to right. make good a purpose mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. both parties need to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. They may have different vision for how the business should go and they need to trash that out and argue that out. So I don't think there's any still a marriage, but it's based on trust. You must value each other's competencies that come to the table. I think one of the yep. things we do respect each other's um, skills. Some different whenever um, those those skills come to the fore. You have to care for the person. You want success for that person as much as you want success for yourself. So room for selfishness and greed. Those are two things that must leave the business forum in Trinidad and Tobago. We are failing as a nation because of selfishness and greed. So we need to start giving up that. That will help things to grow and for this country to have a better business environment. But as as I say, it's not different from any business partnership that you need to build with anyone. The only thing is... um, we ended for the normal one. So whereas you can part ways with your business partner. <laughs> there's, we there's kind no, of stuck. There's no part there's no parting here. No. But it is our dream that the business will grow big enough that we have enough room to express ourselves and to, to accomplish whatever we wish to yeah. accomplish, both together and separately. I think what's good is that you know they have the maturity and they have the yes. experience and everything. Yeah, that assists in terms of the Cohesiveness and the one vision and everything. Because you remember saying we interviewed, <laughs> we interviewed, some, interviewed Brenda in, in season one, and he started his business with her. With his good granny time, I remember his joke. He said, "Well, if the NIS wasn't paid, I don't know if I'll be in the mood to go to the cinema tonight." <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, but I mean, I guess it's different stages in life. Different yeah. stages, yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's all what you want. What you want just, out just of life. knowing. I think knowing, valuing, valuing the other person, and that's not just marriage, as Joanne says. Yeah. That's business. That's any relationship. Value them, and over the years, we have come to know what we are best at. So. By this business venture, it came naturally that when a, a task showed up, Joanne knew that I was going to defer to her and vice versa. It started becoming a lot easier in terms of organizing who does what and I'm not complaining with each other. So and we I'm, do argue, eh? Just in case he wasn't sure. Yeah. Because we are really passionate about certain yeah. things. Yes, and yes, yes. you know, we argue and then we come to an agreement. We are very much individuals. And then we go to the movies. Nice. <laughs> Where you fall asleep. <laughs> and I fall asleep. 
I waste my money. <laughs> I can honestly say that I made a good choice and that my support system starts starts with her. All right? She may not agree because I have other support systems as well, yeah. like Friday evening. <laughs> <laughs> so, but wife, children, siblings. Right. And I think that is key to getting through this risk. Mm-hmm. Having right. a support system, which many people in this country yeah. absolutely lack any kind of cohesive support yeah. system and value added support system. It's working for us. Right. So and far. I will knock on this is sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what <laughs> All right, great. So we're looking to wrap up here. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you wanna get out? A business is like a child. You have to give it the nurturing from the onset, give it what it needs and be be there for that business to grow it as you would nurture a child. Hopefully soon enough, the business grows into something. That could take care of itself. That could take care of itself, and you can be a passive owner because right. it's, it's running independently of you, and you don't have to be there every day, eight, eight to four, seven days a week. We see Bada Plus as a way of impacting Trinidad and Tobago and improving the quality of life. And we will do that, and also of providing employment people. A business has the opportunity to provide employment for people. We have embarked on building an owner-independent company, where as the business grows, the business is less and less reliant on us as owners, and we will develop a proper structure competent individuals to be able to run the business, quote-unquote, in our absence for those periods of times that we choose to be away from the business. And empower people, and let them get a job done, and let them pass that into the organization. That sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> so, where can you find Barter Plus? We are on the internet at www.barterplus.net. Once you've looked at the website, there are two pages you should pay attention to. One is a contact us page where you can put in basic information and submit, and you get that contact and we can call you or email you back or if you wish to enroll and become a member and you should there's an enrollment page where you give information about your business what it does what your needs are etc and submit we will be there to hold your hand to becoming a member and welcome you into the world of reciprocal trading TNT style (laughs) save your cash I tell you it's it's going to be exciting all right Podcast will, there you have it. Brand new idea. Old system. Done better. Thank you for listening to Caribbean Power Lunch. If you enjoyed this episode, it's a dancer, it's a Joanne, email me, Kevin at CaribbeanPowerLunch.com. I will respond. Give us a five-star rating in iTunes, Stitcher. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Caribbean Power Lunch. And share us with the world. Let the whole world know. The world needs to know about Butter Plus. The world needs to know about Caribbean Power Lunch. Until next time, Cabin Studios, Podcast World, we are out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.